This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time of year where the weather outside can be frightful. And frightful weather can do real damage to your roof. If you're looking for peace of mind this holiday season, knowing that your roof is taken care of, contact Riverland Roofing. Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. They're a GAF Master Elite Contractor and can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Don't worry about the roof over your head this holiday season. Contact Riverland Roofing today, 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing, for all your roofing needs, and a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Let's break him, put him off! Run right through the back of him! What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Happy holidays. Welcome to Daytime Fireworks. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as he always does, Mr. David Brandt of the Associated Press, who is in the central time zone as we record this. I believe this is a first on the podcast. Happy holidays. Merry think, Christmas. Welcome. Yeah, no, I'm actually in the in the wonderful town of Brandon, Mississippi, and uh, ready to do this podcast. So hope you had a good Christmas. Yeah, it was great. How was yours? It was good. It was real good. I've my my daughters have officially aged out of having to like you know build things for them on Christmas Eve, so <laughs> it's much more relaxing now. They, they you know there's there's some advantages. You know, it, in some ways it stinks for your kids to get older. You miss those days of them being you know a little bitty and but a little bit of more of the magic of Christmas. But there's some there's some uh, there's some benefits to having teenagers. Yeah, I bet. Um, we lucked out this year. We didn't have anything too crazy to put together. Uh, and we did it actually two nights before Christmas, so stowed it away down in the uh, in the basement, my office. So kids weren't kids weren't going down there. So um, everything was still you know hidden. Uh, but yeah, we uh, everybody was surprised. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we we didn't have too much. We had a couple couple race tracks to put together, and uh, we got my my daughter like a. I was trying to think of how you describe it. Like basically like a like a wardrobe, uh like a thing to like hang dresses and stuff for her because she's in the full on like 
headfirst into the princess phase. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. So yeah, we got to wear a dress at all times, pretty much. So we got her a basically like a clothing rack for all of her dresses. Um, but that was super easy to put together. So yeah, we 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 didn't have much, didn't have much to assemble this year. So it was the best. Fun. The best part on Christmas Eve, I was like, so girls, my daughters are thirteen and twelve now. I was like, what time do you want to wake up tomorrow? And they were both like, oh, about eight thirty. And I was just like, I felt like the Kool-Aid guy going through a wall. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's what I'm talking about, lady. Yeah, yeah, so we were. easily wake up. Yeah, we were up at like 6.15, 6.30. Exactly. I remember those. Yeah. yeah. Which is fun for a few, but yeah, it was like, oh, a good night's sleep. You know, just get a hot cup of coffee. And then <clears throat> we were quickly into the uh, mimosas and then it's getting, uh, casserole prepped and all that for uh for breakfast but yeah it was uh it was a fun day uh kids enjoyed it and uh and yeah so it was a hit <clears throat> so um speaking of a hit uh looking ahead to the peach bowl which as we record this on tuesday Ole miss will take on penn state saturday the 30th 11 a.m central time espn uh penn state Taking a couple hits. They've had uh, some opt-outs that are uh, at some very, very, very important positions, especially for um, the Nittany Lions and what they do well. But um, just before we get into the details, uh, just a quick fire, you know, shoot from the hip prediction for this one. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but with these opt-outs and kind of – I feel like there's some – a ton of off the field momentum for Ole Miss right now. I feel like the program, you know, as the kids would say, David, the program is vibing right now. But uh, <laughs> that's what they would say. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's your what's your read on this one? As we are, uh, you know, four days out. Well, you know, I was I was researching before we got on and saw that Penn State's about a three and a half point favorite right now, which I. I don't completely hate, I kind of understand it in some ways, but I, I agree with you. I, I just don't feel like, I feel like old, this feels like the Cotton Bowl back, you know, the Michael Crabtree. I, I think Ole Miss is feeling this game more than Penn State is. Mm -hmm. um, I can't, and I'm obviously not up in, you know, Pennsylvania. Um, but, you know, you talk about some of the opt-outs, I believe, didn't you say Chop Robinson's not playing and, and some of those, you know, good defensive players. Um, I just, I feel like this is Ole Miss's, I don't know if I would have them favored, but I just feel like if they play well, they're going to win. Um, I, that, I, I know that's not super insightful, but I just, yeah, I, I'm surprised by those. It's, it's just a classic, you know, Big Ten SEC matchup of which team is going to be able to impose the style of play that they like to play on each other. So, because I, th I think the Penn State is kind of going to be locked into that 20-something point range. It's just that they can stop what Ole Miss wants to do. You know, is Penn State going to win 24-17, you know, to 17, or is Penn State going to lose 34-24? to 24? I, I think that's kind of the difference yeah. right now. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, Ole Miss, regardless of the head coach, um, for the most part, cares about – the bowl game that they're in yeah. um most 
programs can't say that. Um, and, and I think just being honest with ourselves, I think humble beginnings for Ole Miss and, and some of the bowl games they were in, you know, the Independence Bowls, the Music Cities, the Birmingham's, you know, they, they weren't New Year's Six Bowls. They, they weren't the big TV, you know, cotton, rose, peach, citrus, all that. So yeah, sure. there were some lean years there. <laughs> yeah, so sure. I mean, you, you want to care about those games. I mean, that's, you know, your chance to be national, nationally televised in front of everybody as they're, you know, getting – you know, getting over Christmas or New Year's and they're still not working, you know, they're still on vacation. So, yeah, we'll turn the game on and watch Ole Miss. We haven't watched them all year, but we'll watch them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think as a program, for the most part, has always cared outside of a couple, you know. The- yeah, the only time I can remember them really just laying an egg was that TCU game about 10 yeah. years ago, 2014. The last time I- they were in the Peach Bowl. Right. I mean, they, they just got smoked by TCU. You know, they obviously they lost to Baylor a few years ago, but there's there were reasons for that. Right. You know, um, thinking they had they had that they won 10 out of 11 bowl games there from 92 to 2013. So, yeah, I think, like you said, regardless of the coach, Ole Miss usually shows up for bowl games. Yeah, I was I was going to say definitely the Peach Bowl that that Ole Miss team didn't want to be there. Um they were uh, they were checked out mentally. Well, a few weeks after Kendichi like fell through the window yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, like it was that year. Yeah, yeah, mentally and physically, the the team was checked out. Also, I, I think last year, the Texas Bowl, it, they didn't yeah. care. I, it ended the year poorly, and you had they just that's just my opinion. I'm sure the players would say that they cared. Um, but I mean, you could just right. kind of tell body language wise that nobody wanted to be there. This one's different though, because of the trajectory of the program right now. I think with signing day momentum, Ole Miss goes 21 for 21. There's no drama, sign all their commitments. Um, and then you have obviously all the, the craze with the portal King and the transfer portal. Ole Miss finally lands Walter Nolan at long last after the visit. Uh, it was it, all signs pointed to Ole Miss. I, as someone who has to field these questions all the time, you know, what's taking so long? Why is the kid not sending? Look, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken. <laughs> I haven't spoken with Walter in years, um, and nobody was talking. It was, I, I honestly think it was just a matter of a combination. Uh, he was just taking some time away to spend with his family because, oh, by the way, it's Christmas, so he was, you know, enjoying the holidays. And I think maybe there was probably a little bit of, you know, hey, I want to wait till after signing day and uh, do my own thing and, you know, did it on Christmas Eve. So everybody was fired up. But yeah, Walter Nolan, Prince Lou, Mommy Ellen, Tyler Barron, Mary McDonald, Pooh Paul, uh, Taz Nicholson, uh, Juice Wells. I mean, the class is, is stacked. I, I think this is with the high school signees, I would put this class easily top 15 counting the transfers pretty close to a top 10 class. So um, yeah, I mean, there's just a ton of buzz around Ole Miss. I think we talked about it on the last podcast, looking ahead to next year, the schedule was pretty kind. You get your, your, your toughest opponents in my opinion at home in Georgia and Oklahoma, you get LSU on the road, but it's a Jaden Daniels less LSU. And there's some real buzz about, hey, this is a college football playoff team. It expands to 12 next year. And, hey, with the additions they've made now, David, I, 
I don't even know if Ole Miss would need need it to be expanded to twelve. I mean, there's a legitimate shot that Ole Miss could go eleven and one next year, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think Ole Miss just watching it, especially I think it gives me perspective watching it from afar. I would say Pac-12 land, but it's not really Pac-12 land anymore. Whatever, whatever this land is that Arizona's mm-hmm. in now, Big Big Twelve land or whatever. You you get more of a a nationwide scope, and and I mean. Ole Miss, especially under Lane Kiffin, and I think to give him credit, I think with Hugh Freeze was bringing him that direction. Um, you know, the the words Ole Miss and top 15 are not so weird anymore. Like, Ole Miss is the number 11 team in the country right now. It feels pretty normal. And, and, and the way their recruiting classes are coming in, uh, again, the way they're landing people in the transfer portal, the way the entire program just kind of carries itself. This doesn't have like a huge underdog feel anymore. I mean, yes, is it an underdog compared to maybe the Alabamas, the LSUs? Yeah, slightly. But I mean, we're not talking about just this gigantic drop off like, oh, little old Miss. Like, it, it's just not like that anymore. And I think one good thing we've always talked about as far as the Peach Bowl coming up is a motivated Lane Kiffin is a very dangerous Lane Kiffin. And I, I think right. that one of the very few things that he has not accomplished is really very good bowl success. They've lost the last two years. Obviously the Baylor game, I believe that Matt Corral got hurt and you know it just yeah. didn't work out. But like you said last year, they didn't look like they wanted to be there and the, the season ended so poorly. I, I think there's actually some real momentum in the program. Let's end this. Let's let's do it right. And so yeah. and that doesn't mean they're gonna win, but I, I legitimately think that all signs point to them being very motivated. Um, being into this game, I think they're going to play well. So, how about how about this for uh, for some full circle so here, Dave? What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I lost you for a second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you were you were cutting in out a little bit, but um, uh, yeah, I just think Ole Miss all signs are pointing to good things. I, I think most of you know they haven't had many opt outs. They they haven't had many injuries either really they should be pretty healthy i i, I if you're an old miss fan I, I feel pretty good at this point i was gonna say before the internet was going in and out how about this for full circle you mentioned kind of the the lack of success in bowl games with lane kiffin the last time Ole Miss won a bowl game with lane kiffin as the head coach indiana outback bowl tom allen was the head coach at indiana he is now the defensive coordinator at penn state I saw that. I saw that. You know, I I really am. I've been impressed with the trajectory of Tom Allen's career because, you know, Tom Allen was linebackers coach. You know, this obviously under Hugh Freeze. And I liked him. You know, we talked to him sometimes. And but I just didn't get the feel that he was going to be, you know, because actually at Indiana, he did a fairly good job. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From 
regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's interesting 
the trajectory of Tom Allen's career because he was the linebackers coach under Hugh Freeze. I thought he did a fine job. He was, you know, the, the coach of all the, the Tony Connors, Kim Beaches, all those, like he was in that group. So obviously he knew football, but then he goes to Indiana and I was a little underwhelmed, uh, underwhelmed with that hire, but considering that's a really tough place to, to lead a football program, he did a decent job. Um, didn't work out at the end, but obviously there's other coaches in the Big Ten that think very highly of him because obviously being D coordinator at, at Penn State, that's a big boy job too. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just think it's really interesting the, the trajectory of his career. He's really put together a, a nice resume. So Hugh Freeze mm-hmm. knew what he was doing when he plucked Tom Allen from the – because wasn't Tom Allen in the high school ranks like back in the day? Was that where they got him from? That feels right. I he, I know he's from Indiana, um, and I know he played uh, at a small, like Baptist college. I know he he coached in high school. I, I remember he was in Florida, um, and then yeah. he was at. I'm looking it up was, now. He was a high school coach from '92 to 2006, and then he started kind of going through the. Oh, that's right. He went to Lambeth with Hugh Freeze uh, way back it. in the day. He coached that's, at some good that's... high schools though. Because Armwood, oh, yeah, yeah. Armwood in Florida is a good program, and then Ben Davis is one of the best in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I think Ben Davis is one of those suburban Indianapolis schools. Yeah, that's real um, good. Yeah, I, I, this just feels like a lot of things are falling in Ole Miss's way, and I don't want that to to sound like well, this is the only way that that Ole Miss can beat Penn State. No, I, I think Ole Miss has a legitimate shot on a neutral field to beat a Penn State team that. 10 and two, I think it's kind of eerily similar to Ole Miss that it's a good football team that has some flaws and won some big games and lost some and lost some big games. But yeah, I I think right now you're looking at the opt outs for Penn state, Johnny Dixon, the cornerback and chop Robinson, the defensive end, um, both declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, The other one that I'm still trying to figure out what the deal is, is their All-American left tackle, and I cannot find his name, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I'm going to try to find it so I can read it um, <laughs> to do my best. But, yeah, an All-American left tackle that, that kind of did one of those, hey, I'm you know, I- I'm traveling with the team, I'm declaring for the NFL draft, but, um, you know, no, no indication. Um, Olu Fashanu. I hope ah. I didn't butcher that um, ah, too much. No, you're right. I actually, every year, I've told this story before, but one of my cool uh, little side jobs I've got at AP is I'm the guy who tabulates all the votes for the AP All-America team. So I get all all the votes that come in from all the voters nationwide. Because this is the AP All-America team. This might be an interesting tidbit for people listening. The AP does not actually vote for the AP All-America team. We just organize it. We get people yeah. from newspapers, TV stations, you know, ESPN, all those places. And we have like, I, I believe the panel is 18, 18 voters. And so I get all those emails from their votes and tabulate everything. So I know who the All-Americans are, All-Americans are before anyone else in the world does, which I think is kind of cool. But yes, I saw Olu Fashanu, I don't know how to say his name either, but that name popped up many, many times. Chop Robinson popped up a few times too. So obviously oh, yeah. if those guys aren't playing, like those are big time players. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, Fashanu was, was an all American. He was the number one ranked offensive tackle 
uh, per pro football focus. Um, I think that and chop Robinson, who is going to play in the NFL, he is going to be very good uh, for someone. Um, it, it kind of helps Ole Miss on both sides of the ball, because I think Penn state is really good because of those two guys. Chop Robinson helps the defense tremendously up front. He's a good edge guy. Um, Penn state's front seven is really, really good. It's top 10, top 15 in the country. Um, they're up there in terms of sacks, tackles for loss. And then Fashanu, Penn State runs the ball really well. Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, they, they're really good at running the football and being physical and getting downhill. Those are those are big-time opt-outs. Um, I'd imagine there could be a couple more, maybe some game-time decisions, or maybe during this week of practice, or you know, maybe there's some guys that didn't travel to Atlanta. News kind of gets out because James Franklin – didn't sound too optimistic when, when, when talking about it and, and, you know, kind of on the flip side, Lane Kiffin has been very adamant and very confident with his team. Uh, right now, Cedric Johnson is the only opt out for Ole Miss. So um, could be a huge chance for Ole Miss to not only win and get that 11th win, the elusive 11th win, David, for the first time ever in program history, but Penn state kind of helping them out a little bit with some of these opt outs. Yeah, and I, I agree with your analysis of that. I mean, that's what Penn State does. That's why they're good. They control the line of scrimmage on, on both sides of the ball. And I know that's kind of coach speak, you know, journalist speak and everything. But it's a very important part, especially, you know, obviously the way the Big Ten plays football. That's why, you know, they, they move people on the offensive line to do what they want to do running the football. And then they control the defensive line with guys like Chop Robinson. And if you don't have that, that just chips away at what they're really good at. So I, I think both of those are would be huge for Ole Miss if neither of them play. I kind of lean, I, I lean Ole Miss now, and not just because of the opt-outs, but just kind of the last couple weeks. I think Lane Kiffin wants this one bad. I think he recognizes the opportunity right now to seize this momentum seize the moment, get ready for, you know, catapult into 2024. I think next year is, is probably going to be the most important year ever for Lane Kiffin in his history mm -hmm. as a head coach. Um, probably the most important year for Ole Miss as a football program. Um, everything kind of sets up perfectly. You've got the number one overall, you know, transfer portal class coming in. You've got a ton of talent at the high school ranks coming in. But then you've got Jackson Dart back for year three. Quinshawn Judkins back for year three. You've got Trey Harris, Jordan Watkins coming back. You've got Micah Pettis coming back. Jared Ivey, J.J. Pegues. A, a ton of experience, the, the locker room, culture, that the, the team, the staff, the, the, everybody talks about it and how it's, it's so great right now. Everybody's dialed in. Everybody's on the same page. I think Ole Miss wins this Peach Bowl because – I not only think they match up pretty well with Penn State, and I think Jackson Dart's going to have a big day. Um, I also think the Ole Miss defense doesn't get enough credit for what it did this season. Top 25 SP+, plus, very opportunistic. Uh, I think they're going to get after Drew, Drew Aller. I think they're going to make him make some mistakes. Um, and, and I expect Ole Miss to win the turnover battle and to win this one. I won't say it's you know, a one, like, you know, one to three point game. But I think Ole Miss wins, you know, kind of not comfortably, but probably like 31-26. I, th I think they do enough scoring offensively 
and then get some stops because Drew Aller was was kind of labeled as the next big thing at Penn State, and he's kind of underwhelmed this year. Um, yeah, I don't know, just just kind of a vibe. I, I think Ole Miss has everything going in the right direction for them, and then you, you know for I think it's silly for Penn State fans to gnash their teeth at James Franklin, but um, yeah, I mean I think. Ole Miss is just in a better position right now to win this game. And I, I don't know. I, just just a weird well, feeling. Well, right. Well, as frustrated, I understand there's a little frustration with Ole Miss fans that you can't quite get past Alabama and the West because such a beast uh, yeah. these days. But there's even more frustration at Penn State because they can't figure out a way to get past Ohio State and Michigan. And right. I'm really like, I'm all, you know, all due respect to Penn State, man, that schedule was soft. <laughs> yeah, of, you know, yeah, you know, they, know. They, what's what's their best win? They beat up on Maryland, which was a good win. Maryland was not a terrible football team, and they absolutely smoked them. But yeah. you know, they 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 fight Michigan and Ohio State pretty hard, and they lose. But I mean, their wins, you know, they Michigan State was terrible. You know, Rutgers, bleh. Indiana. Yeah. Bleh. UMass, uh, Northwestern, I guess. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe Iowa, Iowa. Thir- 31 nothing. Yeah, scoring 31 against that defense was probably a nice performance, but that was also like three months ago. There's just there's yeah. nothing that they've done in the past two or three months. Again, it's, I, I, I'm not totally trying to rip on Penn State. It's a, it's a really good, solid program, but they haven't had a game in the last three months or at least two months. That I've yeah. been like, wow, look at Penn State this week. When was the last time you said that? So, um, right. you know, I, I just – I think Ole Miss – both these teams are, are, are battle-tested. I mean, the Big Ten's really good too, obviously. Um, but I, I – yeah, I I would be comfortable putting old money on Ole Miss this game. Yeah. I mean – the, the juice isn't that good for a money line pick. But, yeah, I, I think – I think Ole Miss wins it. I mean, I, all signs kind of point to it, and I don't really know how motivated Penn State will be. It seems like they're just kind of, you know, kind of, you know, hands in their pockets, kicking rocks on the side of the road kind of kind of vibe right now. Um, and, and, you know, I don't have my pulse on the Penn State program. I don't know. But I, I feel like Ole Miss is, is hyped and, and ready for the Peach Bowl. And – they're ready to make a statement because yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, like little Ole Miss and you know, well, you know, cool, cool bowl win, you know, you, you beat so-and-so in the, you know, the independence bowl or the music city. Like this is the big time. This is an access bowl. And again, I just think Kiffin actually cares and this team cares. And I think 11 wins means a lot to these, to these players. Um, and I think they're going to lay it all on the line and, and it'll be balls to the wall trying to get that 11th win and get ready for next year. So, yeah, I like Ole Miss a lot. And honestly, and maybe this is kind of talking myself into it, David, It maybe it wouldn't be too shocking if Ole Miss just kind of runs away with it and kind of runs them out of the building. Maybe like a 30, like I said, 35-13. I think Penn State is almost locked into their point total. I think they're going to be somewhere like in the low to mid-20s. That's just – maybe even high teams. It's just mm-hmm. they can stop what Ole Miss wants to do. That doesn't mean Penn State can look. But I, I think Penn State's going to score about 24 points. 
And so if Ole Miss scores 41, I think they pretty much run away with it. Um, yeah. So I, it's just interesting. Again, living on the West Coast now, West Coast-ish adjacent. Um, yeah. Just from a 10,000-foot view on college football, I think if you ask just a, a kind of a, a – a college football fan, what do you think of Ole Miss right now? Well, it feels like a program on the rise. What do you yeah. think about Penn State right now? Eh, I mean, it's a good program, but it feels like a program stuck in neutral. It's not like you're hearing all these great things about Penn State right now. It's just kind of there. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm just talking outside perception right now. And so yeah. it feels like Ole Miss no, is a program fair. on the rise. It feels like Penn State is a really good program, but it's just sort of stuck behind – Ohio State and Michigan forever, and there's just not a lot of buzz around that program right now. I mean, let's look at it in terms of a Gen Z or a 2023 viewpoint. I mean, Ole Miss has been trending on Twitter two or three times last month. When's the last time Penn State was trending? Yeah, I mean, if I were a 17-year-old and, you know, a top 100 recruit, there's there was a lot of hype and buzz and they couldn't keep it going because all those outside forces were crashing in. Now they don't have that. They've got the same type of buzz that they had eight, nine years ago, but without the vast majority of that outside, you know, noise that we, it, it always felt like, you know, the, the doors were good. The, what am I trying to say? I've lost my train of thought. But, you know, like the walls, the walls, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, yeah. I'm a 43-year-old man. I can't remember. But anyway, the walls were closing <laughs> in on Ole Miss at all times back then. Um, it doesn't feel that way now. It just feels, you know, it's it's more like this is, there was always a kind of a, a nagging feeling around the Ole Miss program in like 2013, 2014 that, you know, have fun while it lasts because the good times are going to end. I think that's why that Sugar Bowl, that win over Oklahoma State, was so fun for the fan base. It just felt like you were playing. It was like, this is going to come crashing down eventually, but oh my gosh, it's so fun while it's happening. Um, that was the whole vibe I got around the Ole Miss program. And then it did come crashing down. But this feels more like a sustainable model of success. You know, obviously, after Jackson, Dark Quinshot jumped his leave, every college football program has to rebuild at some point. Lane Kiffin will have to find a way to do that. But this feels like a much more sustainable brand of success than eight or nine years ago. Yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah, with the the implementation of the portal and then just now Ole Miss is a name brand. I mean, Kiffin has rebuilt his entire reputation, his entire persona. You know, he he loves to make the Taylor Swift jokes and, and, and references. I mean, he is in his own, you know, he, he's in his new era now. I don't know what we will have to brainstorm what to call it, but yeah, he's in his own, you know, his new era. Like he's been reborn. Like he is, you know, he, he has this new lease on life at, at Ole Miss. I think he's comfortable. I, I think he is settled and, and I don't think he's looking over his shoulder or, or looking for the next big thing anymore. I think he realizes, Hey, we can do it here. Like, he has the staff. They're young. Um, there are probably going to be some folks that will come calling for a couple folks on the staff soon. But, yeah, I, I mean, the joke – or not the joke. Sorry. <laughs> the phrase, like, why not Ole Miss was always a, a thing. Um, sure, why not? I mean, playoffs expanding, 12 teams. You're SEC. You're not the regular, you know, juggernaut household name that everybody kind of groans at and hates. I mean, you're kind of the new kid on the block and um, you know, what's not to like. So 
Yeah, I, I don't think that's off base at all with what you said about, you know, I wouldn't say two ships passing in the night, but yeah, Penn State's just kind of stuck in the mud and Ole Miss is, you know, kind of soaring higher and higher right now. So it's a, it's a fun juxtaposition to look at for, uh, for this Saturday's game. I think we can, uh, we can both agree here on this year podcast. We like Ole Miss to win this one. Um, and yeah, I mean, 2024 is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be a beast. It's going to be a beast. And, and just to pat myself on the back and you on the back, because you were the one that convinced me three or four years ago that Lane Kiffin was the, the right <laughs> hire. I mean, this was what we, you know, you know, we talked about best case scenario, worst case scenario. What's the worst yeah. that could happen? You know, what are the what are the things that could happen when you hire Lane Kiffin? The best case scenario was exactly this: was that Lane yeah. Kiffin keeps that edge, keeps a little bit of that, you know, the Taylor Swift jokes, the kind of, you know, the the cool dad type thing. But he grows up slightly, and uh-huh. and you know realizes this is his chance. You know, he wants to be a big time coach at this, this is his chance. And so he's embraced that he's really built, you know, I, I've been impressed with what he's done in Oxford. And so I, I think we're getting the best version of Lane Kiffin, uh, the best version that anyone, Keith Carter hired him. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that's everything has, has turned out about as well as Ole Miss could have hoped so far. Yeah. It's been, it's been wild. Yeah. Right now you and I are the, the Paul Rudd hot ones. You know, hey, look at us. Who would have thought? Look um, at us. Who would have thought? Yeah. Talking about peach bowls. Talking yeah. about top 10, 15 recruiting classes. Like, you know, during yeah. the, you know, during 11, the days. 11 wins. Yeah, you know, right. it's crazy. It, it, it's It's been it, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. And, yeah, I mean, I think right now, and even if Ole Miss doesn't win the peach bowl, you know, they, they, they lose, you know, 24-20, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't think they will. want to get yeah, I don't think they will either. But as long as they don't pull a TCU game from yeah. 10 years ago, I and think e- it's fine. And even then, people will forget in two, three months. But yeah, I agree. For- I, I, I do think, like, no matter what happens with all this said, that the momentum from a bowl game is always oversold. I, I don't think that matters. It, it no. rarely matters. Like, I'm not saying it's never mattered in the history of college football. But I'm not, you know, Ole Miss isn't going to go home and cry for the next three or four months if this doesn't work out on Saturday. So, but I, I do think there are marginal gains to be had in momentum if you win or if you lose. And I, I yeah. think that it would help Absolutely. Ole Miss if they won. Yeah. So we both expect a win for Ole Miss Saturday, Mercedes Benz in Atlanta, Peach Bowl, got Penn State, got Ole Miss. That is number 11 Ole Miss, number 10 Penn State um, on ESPN. Uh, gonna be a lot of fun i think jackson dart has a big day uh, i expect him and quinshawn judkins and that offense to kind of be out to to prove a point i think the balance on offense is is going to be huge being able to run the football play action take some shots you know just the recipe for success that that has been there all year um i, I think is going to be huge so um we expect a win uh, I expect everyone listening does as well. Stay locked in at omspirit.com. We'll have coverage leading up to Saturday's game. We'll have more podcasts this week. So uh, we are back from Christmas. We're, we're, we're all gas, no breaks at this point. So we're getting ready for December 30th, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. 
Thanks to David for joining the day after Christmas. He's a rock star. We appreciate y'all listening. And of course, we appreciate the sponsors that bring this one to you. So for David over there, I'm Zach. This has been Daytime Fireworks. Until next time, we out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.